What's up? Hey. What's up? What's up? What's up with you? What's up, man? What's up, blood? <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to another exciting episode of Street Smart Christian. Bob and Weave. Take a sip of coffee. Bob and Weave. Who's Bob? I don't know, but he's got a weave. Why? It's just hairstyle. <laughs> what you been up to? Oh, man. What you been up to? What, is, what does that even mean, Adam? Well, we haven't seen you except for once in the last six months. So I'm just wondering. Six months? Hey, well, guess what? I don't know. In the past 30 days, we've got 900 reactions. To what? On Facebook. Facebook? Yeah, I don't know what that means. Or Instagram? Just Facebook. Facebook. Shout out to you out there. Yeah, that means... Reacting. So 900 people reacted. Yeah, it was all the anger emoji, right? Does that mean? Does that mean they liked it? No. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm just no, kidding. It's, it no. didn't say what emoji or what reaction, but um, yeah, no. Shout out to to Jesus Christ and our, our fans, our faithful listeners. Um, Adam's been taking the reins a couple times, and um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it. I watched him. Oh, yeah, that's my chicken. Yeah, so I go, ding, 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 ding. I mean, somebody's getting something. What? <laughs> somebody's getting a uh, uh, message. Do not disturb. Never used that before. No? <laughs> Don't forget that it's on because people will try to call you and they'll try to text you and you have no idea because it won't tell you. Nobody you calls it. me. Okay. Nobody well, that's texts because me. you don't answer the phone. Nobody thinks about me. And when you text, when somebody texts you, you text them back nine hours later. <laughs> no, I had this buddy who said that he thought about calling me, and then um, he just didn't. Yeah. <laughs> who was that? Yeah. Oh, that's he goes by he goes by AT or something like that. That's because you don't answer. And then I, I send something funny in a text. Get in here, bro. You're a little far out it, there. Yeah. Get off thirsty. There's some tension here. <laughs> you know I cuss the tension? What? The sword of the spirit. You ever heard of that? What book is that out of? Ephesians. What? 26? I have no idea. I feel like that's the... Hmm. What if I'm right? Well, then that would be good. Praise Jesus. Because I'm not right. It's him. So you've been hanging out, going to weddings. 
I went to a wedding. Yeah, you said uh, we talked wedding. about Jesus at a wedding. Singular. You know, yeah, it was it was a refreshing wedding because mm-hmm. Christ was at the center of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what they yeah. said. No, yeah. And they're like, hey, yeah. that's what we're here for. That's why we're here. Clearly, yeah. It's like, yeah. Were the people who got married, are they pretty good Christian people? Um, I don't know them like that, but I would... Your sister's friend, is that who it was? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that about them, but from the way the wedding went, I would say yes. Because it was just, it was really, it was beautiful, man. Probably the first wedding I've ever really danced at. I didn't, I, I didn't see that part. You probably wouldn't want to. <laughs> um, Do you like... Dance? Do you mean you line danced, or you just? Uh, we did the cha- I did the cha cha slide. I don't know how to line dance. Isn't that what that is? Kind of, yeah, but not, like not country line dancing, right? Yeah. Do you know how to dance, Adam? No, um, I tried to when I was in high school with the high school dances, but. What do you mean hand tried eye, to? Hand eye coordination just not there. Can't keep up. Oh, didn't I? Don't have that smooth. I don't, I don't have that rhythm. You know, a little fun fact about me though is I've always wanted to dance like Michael Jackson or Chris, Chris Brown. Brown. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. So, like on my TikTok, I have a lot. I follow a lot of those like dancers. Yeah, the dance like that. I mean, it's 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 sport, man. I st- I danced with my son for five minutes holding him and actually like dancing and. I had to stop. I was out of breath. I was sweating. Well, you were holding another human being. I know, but I was like dancing, and it was like five minutes. I'm like, okay, I'm done. I even liked like when Napoleon Dynamite did that dance. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Choreographed. Yeah, I could do that. I have all thought about getting some VHS tapes and learning. What VHS? I don't know, like dance instructors teaching you to do the moves. I was like, VHS tape exercise. is a videotape that you put into your VCR. Those exercise classes? Not exercise, dance. <laughs> Richard not like, Simmons? Not like Ty Bo. Richard Simmons? No, I never seen Richard Simmons one. When when, when I was in high school, Ty Bo, I remember weights, Ty Bo. weights class, we had a semester where it was just Ty Bo. We didn't do weights. It was just, we all had to stand in the gym and they rolled out that TV yeah, on that cart. Too. Mm-hmm. And then we all had to do Tybo. I hated those Who days. was your weights teacher? Um, I had quite a few. Clang. Oh, Mr. Clang was my science teacher. Dang. And my wrestling coach. He taught you science? Yeah, he was a science. He was a whole school science teacher he's for good, middle he's school. A, he's a good man. Shout out to Mr. Clang. He was my wrestling coach. He, he did some wrestling coaching for me, football coach mainly. Yeah, he wasn't. The Mr. Hartford was my football coach and uh he was crazy man. and uh mr harper and uh head mr butchie. rogers head butchie with the helmet on you ever do that no he threw a quarter at the back of my helmet once don't it you know how loud that is snack oh no it like it hurts your eardrums really and he knew that so to get your attention you take a quarter or a penny and ping right on the back because adam's sitting there like because I was one of the littlest guys on the football field, so I was like, well, they're not going to put me in, so I'm just going to do my own thing. Just going to mess around. 
No, one time. No, I never messed around because I was always very intimidated, and I don't. I hate to this day confrontation. Mm-hmm. So I knew that that would bring confrontation. But if my buddies were around messing around, and I just happened to be there, I would get the cord yeah. on my helmet. Yeah. I remember one time we were in a game. I don't remember if it was me that he headbutted or someone else, but he, he would grab people by their face mask and just boom. Yeah. <laughs> Started bleeding one time. I was just like, nice. I know I'm pumped up. There's yeah. blood. I don't like blood. That was Mickey Queasy. Yeah, I just don't like it at all. I mean, you got it flowing through your body right now. But doesn't supposed to stay there, too. Your sins were washed by the blood. Yeah, and if I was there, I'd be like, oh. <laughs> You'd look away, huh? Oh, yeah, I wouldn't have been in the crowd. I would have went home. Been Man, like, that's, just, that's isn't done. that a topic? What? Like when you think back about that, like who would you have been? I would have been at home at that time. I would have not left my house. And Christ was there in who the town. Have, I would have stayed in my home. You wouldn't have gone out to. I don't healing. like confrontation. But you hear that was pretty controversial. But you heard about he's healing people. What would you? Would you just like, stay in your well, home. I'm good. I don't need healing. What if you were paralyzed? Well, it's all then I'm not leaving anyways. <laughs> I didn't have you know, wheelchairs. Do you have any friends? Probably not because I didn't want confrontation. And it was in Rome or the Romans were outside. And if you did something wrong, they just chop your head off. And I'd be like, that's not for me. I don't like that look. So I would have stayed in my house. And Okay. Well, what if he walked up to you? I'd be like, what's up, dude? You need some money? No, you're the poor man. You're poor, dude. He's not. He, I mean, he didn't look Why do look I automatically rich. have to be poor in this scenario? Uh, because you probably would be. Probably, but I would have been like, hey, dude, here. What, you would have been like Matthew? You would have been a tax collector rolling in the dough? I don't know if that's what they asked me to do. I probably would have done it. If they, Yeah, if they offered you that, like, hey, you want the best house on the block? Yeah. You just got to collect taxes from your own people. For yeah. us. For yeah. the Romans, you yeah, would do it. I, yeah, you would do that. If, if they, I'd be like, "What's the alternative?" They're like, "We're gonna beat you." Okay, I'll do that. I'll do a tax collecting. I don't like confrontation. Dang. See, and I would have. I think I would have maybe been the opposite. Remember, um, you probably wouldn't Simon have very long. Though. Simon the Zealot. Yeah, but you probably wouldn't live. You know who long. were best friends? They're like Simon and Matthew. They probably loved each other. No, they didn't. <laughs> no, they did not. They probably were like, dude, you collect taxes for the Roman government? I hate the Roman government. Yeah. You want to be my friend? Did we just become best friends? And no. And they're like, no. No. It's crazy to think about. Mm-hmm. How would have you? How would you have received Jesus Christ? I don't know, because I would have been hiding. <laughs> you're like an ostrich, dude. Because yeah. your head's in the sand doesn't mean you're hidden. You seem pretty brave now. What if you, what if you had the faith you have in God? Mm-hmm. And that Jesus was going to come. Then I probably would have been listening to the Pharisees because that's the only way I got faith in God. Because they were teaching me. And I'd be like, well, they're right. And this crazy oh, they were bearded dude's not right. Yeah. yeah, see? so 
would have been in trouble. I feel like that would be 90% of the Christians today. Yeah. Just following the rabbi, the teacher. And then Jesus comes along and they just start saying things. And you're like, whoa, what's he saying? Well, okay. So say you got a street preacher that's dirty. Not like like dirty, John corrupt, the Baptist, yeah, like okay. homely looking. Yeah, he's wearing furs and and you're walking bearded. you're walking downtown with somebody, Your new girlfriend, girlfriend. I don't know. I have a wife. I don't know what you would have. My Maybe. son. Yeah, yeah, just always be your son. Maybe you're walking <laughs> downtown. That's all I have in the evening. Oh, at night. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Let's go just up. say I for don't the go sake of night. this argument. You found a pretty little lady, and you're taking her to dinner, and you're walking downtown. Okay. And there's a crazy John the Baptist-looking street preacher. He's just hollering all kinds of stuff. About the coming of Christ? Are you going to walk by him, or are you going to be like, hey, let's go this way? Probably walk by him and ignore him. Yeah. So don't yell at me for the past 15 minutes like you just did. <laughs> To be a hundred percent honest, I'd rather just be like, mm. which probably I don't know, but it's just something to think about. But then, but then, taking to taking into account, you know who God is. Yeah, but you don't know that that crazy street preacher is saying anything right because it doesn't say that in the Bible. It, but yeah, but John the Baptist was preaching. I know from, in the New Testament, but no, but he was preaching new. from. The prophets of the old. I know, but the he, last prophets. They didn't say that this Ezekiel. crazy guy, or wasn't he Ezekiel? They that's what they thought. He that's what they said, but they I don't know. They don't know. I don't know. I didn't study too much in it. Isaiah. I know he wore camel's hair. Probably pretty warm. Probably pretty itchy. It's already warm there. And why is he wearing the Middle East? Furs? That's all he had. He's crazy street guy. Yeah, it gets cold in night at the desert. Okay, then that's what he had. Camel hair, it's not fur. Have you ever seen a camel? Be like skinning a horse and wearing that. Coarse, itchy hair. Yeah. And a beard. I don't think I've ever seen a camel up close. I rode a camel. Mm-hmm. And an elephant. <laughs> you rode an elephant? Yeah, they used to give elephant rides at the Cheyenne Mountain Zoo when I was a kid. Whoa. I'm pretty sure PETA shut that down. Yeah, isn't that animal abuse? I don't see how it's animal abuse if that's what they do in other countries. Is it animal abuse to ride a horse? Elephant's way bigger than a horse. I don't even think the elephant, I think it's more of the elephants walking in a mindless circle in a concrete box. Yeah, it's like kind of depressing when you think mm-hmm. about it. But they used to do that at Cheyenne Mountain Zoo. They had a big basket up on top of the elephant's back, and then it would kneel down, and they'd put a little ladder up, and you'd walk up and sit down, and then the elephant would stand up. How old were you? Uh, probably six. Probably around a little Dang. older than Jack's. 
but I you was were old bra- enough. You were brave enough to get on the back of an elephant. Every my grandma went up there with me, and so it was like what every all the other kids were doing it. So it seemed. So you weren't scared. Yeah, because I think I was at an age where nothing traumatic had happened yet. Yeah, so I think a lot of kids now have a lot of visual stimulants that are like, oh, that's scary. I didn't. So riding an elephant. Well, what happened to you? I don't know. And then they, oh, I came from an abusive childhood. Yeah, okay. But, and then I they had camels too. You could ride a camel just like they do. Those the ones kind of worry me a little more. It was just like riding a goofy horse. <laughs> and then the guy walked you around in circles with the camel. And when I went back to the Cheyenne Mountain Zoo as an adult, and they didn't have those, broke my heart. Did it? Would you have done it as an adult? I wanted to become an animal rights activist just to shut the zoo down at that point. Did like, you? If you're not even going to make this fun for people anymore, <laughs> and all they have is that stuff. Stupid ski lift ride with no seat belts. You could fall out into a lion's cage. That's pretty intense. Yeah. It's just a thing with a bar that goes here. And I mean, if you slip, you're done. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like they've upgraded it since then. No, it's not. It's the same. It's just like a ski lift. There's nothing that could secure you into a ski lift. I went there recently and I got to pet a wallaby. That was pretty fun. <laughs> They're so soft. Hmm. You could pet any. I don't know. You, you can't pet, pet anything. No, there. but you could. Those wallabies just walking around with the things in the pouch. They have, do they have pouches too? Yeah. Yeah, they're like little tiny kangaroos. Yeah. And when I I went there, this one was walking around. This little head popped out. A little baby. And You're like, oh. Yeah. Just, and then it, yeah, they just walk around with it inside the pouch. They don't have a cage. They just walk around. Yeah, it's this little gated area. Like the peacocks. Oh, I don't trust them as well. We stayed the night at the zoo when I was a kid for 4-H. And we got to stay the night, and then at night time, when the zoo was closed, the zookeepers took you around the nightlife of the zoo. And the one thing they said was the peacocks go up in the trees and they sleep. But as a defense mechanism, if you make a loud noise and scare it, it just falls out of the tree. How is that a defense mechanism? Because then I think the prey thinks it's dead or a piece of tree or something. Or it, it scares just, the yeah, prey. Yeah, it's like a fainting goat. The, 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 the predator. Yeah, so it's just, just like, yeah. So if you <laughs> scare it in the tree, it goes, falls to the ground. Hmm. And then they said, don't do that. But you could imagine how many of us kids were like, I just want to scare one. We didn't. It just falls on its neck. I remember, I'll remember that trip. Uh, Where'd you sleep? On the ground. Like in a visitor center, you brought sleeping bags and you just slept on the floor. Hmm. And there was a bunch of different 4-H groups and kids and. I remember specifically because, once again, going back to not liking confrontation, I remember I had a, like a tickle in my throat, so it might have been I had like getting over a cold or something, but I was coughing, and I remember trying so hard not to cough because I didn't want people to be awake. Wake someone up? Yeah. 
<laughs> I was like, <laughs> yeah, I, I did not sleep. I don't think I slept all night. Oh, dang. So you and you enjoyed your time? No, not that night. But we we also, to be fair, I think, you know, we waited till it was dark. And it, so it was like we didn't go to bed until midnight. But I was I just remember sitting there going, please, God, don't let me cough. Were you praying? Probably, because I would say stuff like, when I was a kid, I'd pray things like, if you just do this for me, I promise <laughs> I won't do this anymore, or I won't mouth off to my mom, I don't know. Something yeah, like I used to do that too. But, uh, I remember that just being miserable. And then I just never went and slept anywhere ever again. <laughs> I don't think that's how it works. They have those at high schools now, those lockout deals where they lock yeah, the I've kids in school. They didn't have those when I was in school. I did it for wrestling and um, <laughs> football, too. We watched movie or something. And then I think Vision Quest. Kaylee said their school does them like at the Denver Museum and stuff. What? They shut down the museum and then you just sleep in the museum. Mm-hmm. Pretty neat, yeah. But what do you think that taught you? Don't go anywhere when you have a cold at night. At night with people, but you know what? As an adult, I don't do that anymore. I don't have coughing fits. That's your sick. You got a sick, yeah. When you're sick and you get that tickle in your throat and you cough all night, like I remember being a kid and doing that, and like he. Your mom would come put another pillow because apparently that would help you not cough under your head. <laughs> on your head? <laughs> yeah. And then, well, no, like behind <laughs> you so you were sleeping like this. Oh, you sit up? Yeah. But I don't, as an adult, I don't know if you just ignore it and go to sleep. Yeah, it doesn't, you, you do it still. It just doesn't, huh. everybody does it. <laughs> just like snoring. You learn to ignore it. The wife probably just like, accepted it from you hmm. you snore sometimes yeah not so much anymore but you know what causes snoring people with drinking problems nah I think it's like has to do with your mouth I know that people have things like sleep apnea and stuff like that yeah, yeah, but yeah. people who drink heavily snore because their body is, they well, people who drink a lot do a thing called passing out. Yeah, yeah. And I know that for a fact that, um, you so you're just like, open mouth and <laughs> snort, yeah. So that's another good reason not to have a drinking problem. Good night. <laughs> Mm-hmm. What you got there, Adam? What, what you it, got highlighted? Doesn't there? matter anymore because I want to talk about the zoo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so who's your favorite animal in the zoo? Uh the monkeys. Which ones? All of them. <laughs> like the gorilla? No, all of them. The chimps? It's in that family. Dude, when I was there the last time, there was a mom orangutan and like a little baby. Those are pretty like funny. Sitting in front of the mirror, 
think it's just eating leaves. Yeah. Contemplating. Like the, off little, the, the little baby one just like picking its <laughs> nose. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I don't know. I, I like all of them. I, all the animals. I don't know. I think it's like if I go to the zoo in Colorado Springs and they're like, here's a moose. I'm like, I could have drove down the road and seen that. No, you don't want to see them in the wild. I see them all the time where my family goes camping there. Baby moose. In the wild, bro? Yeah, in the wild. Those are so dangerous. Yeah, well, don't try to pet it. (laughs) (laughs) But they're all over, yeah. Bull moose, female moose, babies. Where are you seeing Up by Gunnison, Taylor Park. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's grizzlies up there, too. I didn't see one of those. They say there's no grizzlies in Colorado, but they're... Oh, yeah, you saw it? No, just travel, dude. They're so you believe whatever people say? No, they go where the food is. They go where the So moose. they, got, they got on a boat and they came here? Or an Uber? A boat, dude, they're in Canada. So they had to walk through Simla? To they're in it? Alaska. That's attached to America. It's an island. What? Alaska's an island? That's fine, next time. Adam... <laughs> Where is it you, attached? Where where you, can you drive to Alaska? You got to go through Canada. Okay, then you said it's attached to America. It's in North America. You can't follow it up with North America. You are the second person in my life that was like, Alaska's an island. <laughs> Serious, bro. It's attached. Okay. Do you not believe me? <laughs> Oh man. Yes, attached. <laughs> okay, it's attached to Canada, but not North America or not America, United States. Yes, North America, it's but not, not attached to the United States. It is a part of the United States. No, it's yeah, it is. It's a territory. <laughs> it's a state. Yeah, it's a state. but it's not attached to the United States. Is it? No. I don't want to buy a map on Amazon. <laughs> this this is going off the rails. Hawaii's attached to Mexico. <laughs> no, isn't that's no, an it's not. That's an island, bro. This you're doing my bit. My is, bit is to be the dumb. Is one. Puerto Rico attached to the United States? No, it's an island. <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing, man? Is Mexico attached to the United States? Yeah. You have to go across a river. Which one? Which river? The Rio Grande. Nice. Mm-hmm. You need to read James chapter 3. Because this is what you need to learn about what you're doing right now. What I'm doing right now? Yeah. James chapter 3. Timothy? I thought you were already there. I'm in Timothy. You need to read Timothy? No. We're going over James chapter 3. Timothy 3.16. We already did that. All scriptures God breathed. Used for, for buking and correcting and teaching and... All that good stuff. 
God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. Yeah. So, James chapter 3. Mm-hmm. Philippians. Ephesians. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. So it's after Timothy. Is it? It's okay. I just It's probably where you got that nice little purple tab. Hebrews. 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 Oh, never mind. James. <laughs> Chapter 3. Yeah. Can I read it? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh. Would it read the whole chapter? Uh, yeah, and then we'll just go to chapter 12, or verse 12. Dear brothers and sisters, not many many of you should become teachers in the church. Wow. For we who teach will be judged more strictly. Mm -hmm. Indeed, we all make many mistakes, for if we could control our tongues, we would be perfect. And could also control ourselves in every other way. Yeah, read that again because that's what you need to do about your whole island. For if we could control our tongues, we would be perfect and could also control ourselves in every other way. We can make a large horse go wherever we want by means of a small bit in its mouth and a small rudder makes a huge ship turn wherever the pilot chooses to go even though the winds are strong in the same way the tongue is a small thing that makes grand speeches but a tiny spark can set a great forest on fire and among all the parts of the body the tongue is a flame of fire. It is a whole world. It is a whole world of wickedness, corrupting your entire body. It can set your whole life on fire, and it is set on fire by hell itself. People can tame all kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, fish, but no one can tame the tongue. It is relentless and evil. Full of deadly poison. Restless. Restless and evil. It is restless and evil. And also relentless and mean. Whatever you want to say, it's your your Bible. Full of deadly poison. Sometimes it praises our Lord and Father. Sometimes it curses those who have been made in the image of God. And... So, blessing and cursing come pouring out of the same mouth. Surely, my brothers and sisters, this is not right. Does a spring of water bubble out of both fresh water and bitter water? Does a fig tree produce olives? Or a grapevine produce figs? No. You can't draw fresh water from a salty spring. The end.
Well, let's see what this has to say in this week's Bible Breakdown. Sorry. Please hold your questions till the end. Let's start with verse one and two. Okay. Uno and dos. Yep. Okay. Break it down, Adam. We are all guilty of offending others by either our words or actions. Have you ever offended anybody by your words or your actions? Yep. Have you ever made fun of somebody? Unfortunately. What they yes. do. They got really sad. And then mad. Then what happened? We all do. We're all guilty of it, guys. We're all guilty of. And what they're, what he's trying to say, what James is trying to say is this thing inside of your mouth gets you in more trouble than anything. This it really thing inside does. your mouth can change. This, th- this thing inside of your mouth has changed the outcome of countries, made world leaders something that they're not. Mm-hmm. It's turned good people into horrible people. It can, it can, this thing inside your mouth can, is just such a wicked weapon. People have taken their lives because of things that's come out of other people's mouths. What James is trying to say here is if we could control this 150%, if we could control this thing inside of our, our mouth here, the tongue, we would be perfect. But he obviously knows that we're not perfect. Can't do it. And he's saying in, in verse 1 that the people who are teaching and doing this and that are going to be judged more harshly. So when you're teaching the Bible and you're discipling and you're doing this and you're saying all the good things of the Bible, but then you're saying something totally different outside of it, then he's saying there's going to be a special seat for you in the, in the judgment seat, and you're going, to be, you're going to be judged more harshly. If you're, if you're saying you're a, a teacher of the Bible in this net and you're not acting it out and your words don't back that up. And the Bible doesn't back up your words. Then yeah, you're going to be judged way more harshly. Indeed. We all make mistakes for if we could control our tongues, we would be perfect and could also control ourselves in every other way because your, your words or your actions are usually backing up by your words. So if you're, if you're saying one thing, then, doing another it's but if we could control it all we would be perfect but we're not perfect mm-hmm. you, we can make a large horse go wherever we want by means of a small bit in its mouth that mouth, that bit what it does is it, it presses on a t- the tongue and so we control the tongue we control the animal that's so weird yeah exactly that is weird how did we figure that out I don't know how did dang sorry when we have wrongfully offended somebody, we need to ask forgiveness and make restitution for the wrongs we have committed. Sometimes a quiet change of behavior can be the most effective way to make restitution for our previous failures. So you need to be, you know, what is it? What is a slow to speak? Yeah, slow to anger. Quick to listen. Quick to listen. But if you do happen to say something that is hurtful or you know it's wrong, then you need to be the bigger man or woman. Call yourself out on it. Ask forgiveness not only from Christ, from the person. For that person that you've offended. 
And they don't have to forgive no, you. No, they don't. The but too. as long as you take that step and try, you know, it's, it's just like it says right here. I mean, we need to ask for forgiveness and make restitution, meaning you need to right that wrong. You need to, you need to correct that thing, clean that swamp of a mouth. I mean, we all have it. I, I step into it daily. Nope. My words, it's like your tongue is a double-edged sword. It's just, it's such a. Do you ever wish you were mute? <laughs> no. <laughs> sometimes, man. Sometimes I've I've thought about that. Sometimes I wish that got you had a mute button. Yeah, where you could just shut it down. Yeah. But in the same token, your words can inspire somebody. You can build yeah. somebody up. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not always trash, but a lot of it is trash that comes out. Broken promises, making fun of somebody, cursing, yelling, getting anger, you know, all that, all that stuff. Um. Sometimes a quiet change of behavior can be the most effective way to make a restitution for previous failures. Sometimes just not doing that again and and shutting your mouth. Sometimes when you want to lash out and you want to just scream and yell and cuss somebody out in traffic, sometimes you just want to yell at somebody on the street, your kids, your wife, your husband, your boss. Sometimes by just biting that thing in your mouth, biting your tongue, keeping quiet, is the best change you could do. Yeah. Especially if you're known as a hothead. You're a real hothead, and then uh, and people are like, oh, God. You got to be careful what you say around Kevin because he'll fly off the handle. Oh, well, when I, that happens, the so best thing you can do is just keep your mouth shut. A quiet change. And they're like, you literally know bite your tongue. Kevin is really trying, you know. I think I can forgive him because he's making an effort. And they're like, well, Kevin, what? What do you think? How come you're being so quiet? You just still keep your mouth shut. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> um, I'm working on that. By treating others with respect, we can slowly rebuild the trust we we have destroyed to give back to give back some of what we have taken. As we follow God's plan and obey his word, we can learn to avoid offending others and instead encourage them with our words and deeds. So for every bad thing you say, I mean, there's a lot of people that, oh, I put a cursing jar. That's a joke. Well, you got to put a dollar every time. Well, then just go to the ATM, take 40 bucks out and say, because I've seen people do that where they're like, here's $10. Here's $20. I shouldn't cover me for the next 30 seconds. Like, now you're just giving somebody an incentive to, like, okay, well, I'll, then it's okay if I give this amount of money. So the cursing jar, no, that's, that's ridiculous. It might help you save for a vacation. (laughs) But to be honest, the only way you're going to clean it up is by talking to Christ, by praying, asking the Holy Spirit to maybe come in and that little conscience in the back of your head that's like, really? And a lot of times it'll say something before it even comes out of your mouth, but you ignore that voice and you're just blankety, blankety, blank, blank, blank. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it's second nature. That's another part. That's what I found. You know, I grew well, up. It becomes in a, a habit. I grew up on a farm. I grew up with cursing parents. Well, my mom never really, but my dad. And it was just something that the guys did. That's how you talked. And I still do it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, 
I'm, I'm blessed to have the new family I have now with my wife and my mother and father-in-law and you know they they don't ever I've never heard them cuss and if they do it's seldom and it's not even that bad where I feel like a sailor <laughs> and they feel guilty when they do oh yeah for sure you know and it's but and and we're gonna keep we're gonna do it we're human we got human nature we're gonna do it but you gotta recognize when you're doing it and you gotta you gotta try to clean it up because your words are so powerful me you know you and I are discipling these these kids mm-hmm. and they're and they're looking up to us I hear it from people that are like oh you know that so you guys are so cool you guys are so cool well, we could honestly change the whole course of what they're doing if we just start cussing start they'll think that's cool oh yeah kids are very especially when they're looking up to you so you got to be careful you know sponge like i used to think it was funny when i was younger but now when i see people that laugh because they want their kids to cuss i'm like come on yeah it was funny but now it's it's really not because you're just setting them up for failure. Because mm-hmm. now they, they get that reaction from you, so. Hey, I'm I'm guilty of it. I know when I'm mad, I slip up and I'll say a curse word, and I'm going, he's like, mm-hmm. "You just said that word," mm-hmm. and I'm like, mm, "But to say another one, boy, I'm sorry, didn't mean to." Yeah, it's rough. So like, con- you don't don't you know don't say these words, okay? I'm sorry that I said it. Please forgive me. Lost my my cool. Controlling your tongue is it's hard, man. It's, it's almost impossible, but it's something it's a must. As as Christians, if we're going to continue to walk this Christian walk and this walk the walk, you got to talk. The yeah, talk. I mean, you, we always pray, Jesus, help me walk more like you every day. And then the first thing you do is go outside and say four letter words, and Jesus is like, "Well, fail." Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. He's like, blankety blankety blank blank blank. Oops. How are you gonna walk more like Jesus if you if you're cussing like Satan? Yeah, you're you speaking the, that one. That was pretty you're good. Speaking huh? his language, yeah. That was pretty good, huh? That was pretty Get good. that devil's tongue. What did it say right here? Dripping Your like tongue is set on fire from hell itself. From the straight from the pit. <laughs> it's wild, dude. It's set fires. But you all know, we all know, we have said some things. You cannot take it back. That's no. that's the one thing that stuck with me. Shout out to my mother. Um, when we were kids, you know, you always used to say, "Oh, I hate you, mom. I hate you." Like, just mean. And one day, we'd said it enough, right? Me, and my brother, my sister, just saying yeah. it to each other, saying it to our mom. She takes it out on the porch and some paper plates and some toothpicks. And she takes a big tube of toothpaste, squirts it onto the plates on each of our plates. And she says, all right, put that toothpaste back into the to the bottle with the toothpicks. I know where it's going. It's impossible. But we know it would have been pretty incredible if you were the one that like did it. <laughs> and then your mom came out to see what you were doing and you were screwing the cap back on. And there was no toothpaste on the table. And And I was like, like, no, there's no holes in it or nothing. It's just like, 
and, and he screwed on. You're like, why did you make me do that? And then she's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I even so awesome. I use that analogy. Just this weekend with my son, he's like, I think he said it. He said it for the first time. Why did he do that? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what did you just say to me? I was like, you know what? That really hurt my feelings. You can't put the toothpaste back in. And he was like, <laughs> uh. he's like yeah. No, I, uh, I don't know, man. It, it's even as a child, that tongue. And we do it to our we do it to our most loved ones. I mean, we do it to our spouses. They're the ones that get it the worst. I mean, because your enemies like you get to a certain point in your life where you're like, yeah, um, I'm not gonna waste my breath. Your tongue can get you in and out of so many different situations, and it just it's it's such a powerful thing. I mean, mm-hmm. you talk yourself into situations, you get stuck in those situations, and then you you just end up saying hurtful things. I was in. Dig you yourself know, in a deeper relationships room. that just went south, and Toxic. you end up just that thing. Just you say horrible things that stick with you, and it haunt you. It does. It does. I keep trying to read the wrong notes here. We can learn to avoid offending others of what we have taken or. Others instead encourage them with our words and deeds. How many encouraging things did you say to somebody today that's not a part of your job? That's such a powerful thing. So there's so here's one thing that I started doing and then I stopped doing it because I don't I don't I think you always have it in your head that what are people gonna think when I say that? And Yeah, you're you know. So I I was doing really good by when I was bu- purchasing things and the checkout clerk or whatever. All right, here, have a nice day, and I would say, hey, or even if they didn't say that, I would say, hey, have a blessed day. Mm-hmm. And uh, a few times, oh man, hey, thank you, thank you. That was encouraging to that person. You yeah. know what I. But then I don't know why, but then all of a sudden, hey, have a nice day. I'm like, yeah, you too. Goodbye. Yeah. Or something, you know, it's like, well, why see, is but it that's so that's much harder to say something encouraging than it is to say you're an idiot? I mean, I don't say that to strangers, but. Who do you say that to? Me? That's basically it. Mm. <laughs> that's different. Yeah, I know. I say it back to you, but no, that's. That's for real. Like, I mean, like the cleaners at work, I tried to like go out of my way and say, hey, I appreciate you guys. You guys do an amazing job here. Yeah. And like, you just see it. People light up, man. Yeah. They light up. And that is such a, it's such a beautiful thing to be a part of because it's not, you're not doing it for yourself. You know, if you truly mean it to say that to someone, you're like, hey. You're doing a great job. Like yeah, telling people that they're doing a good job is huge. My uncle never said good job. Really? When, when we were working for him, like he said different things, but. What would he say? How did he say? He'd be like, hey. Cool. You did all right. No. Let's just say, for the sake of the story, I say, uh, 
we get a job done, we get it done a couple days earlier than what it should have been done. Or we finished on time. You say, hey, we got it done. It's, we didn't waste nothing. Da, da, da. He Instead of saying, man, thanks, good job, guys. Great work. No. He, <laughs> so you'd say that and he'd be like, oh, all right, yeah, cool. Period. <laughs> or he, he had this... T- <laughs> He had this other thing where he tried to be funny, and instead of saying right on, he'd say, oh, man, right arm. <laughs> yeah. Nice. But never, and even the other coworkers picked up on it because then my other uncle would come fill in or whatever. He was always saying good job. Hey, dang, man. Way to go. All right, good job. Great job, guys. Great job, you know. Thank you. Wonder, see, but that's like when you start doing that, it it becomes easier to do. I don't think it was hard for him to say it. I think he had a mindset that if you he encouraged people too much, they started getting slacking. Yeah, that was his train of thought. Like, I don't want to tell him that puff him up too much, because then so they I'm might, not going to do anything yeah, at all. Because then they might not try as hard the next time. Mm-hmm. So I want him to continue to do this. So I'll give him just enough. Cool. But yeah, but I'm not I'm not going too far. Cool beans. Yeah. No, yeah. no, I get it, man. And that's that's something that you know nowadays I think that's it's a lot different. There's a lot more encouragement, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Depending. Oh, well, yeah, and then there's sometimes but give credit where credit's due. Don't just be out there. Yeah, give it where it's due. Don't be the the one that the don't be that dripping honey from your lips, man, no, and saying, he, "Hey, well, you mean, do good, man." And you Second didn't Timothy three sixteen. I mean, correcting, rebuking. Yeah. When it's right, when it's wrong. Mm-hmm. What does it say about true wisdom? About true wisdom coming from God. What does it say about true wisdom coming that from God? The, that's the rest of. Yeah. So when I say that, you're so like, oh, let me read it. Oh, you want me to read it again? What was the question? What is the headline of that rest of it? Starting in verse 13. True wisdom comes from God. That's why I said, what does it say about this true wisdom coming from God? If you are wise and understand God's ways, prove it by living an honorable life, doing good works with the humility that comes from wisdom. But if you are bitter, bitterly jealous, and there's a selfish ambition in your heart, don't cover up the truth with boasting and lying. For jealousy and selfishness are not God's kind of wisdom. Such things are earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. For whenever there are je- there is jealousy and self-ambition, there you will find a disorder, find disorder and evil of every kind. But the wisdom from above is first of all pure. It is also peace-loving, gentle at all times, and willing to yield to others. Ooh. It is full of mercy 
and the fruit of good deeds. It shows no favoritism and is always sincere. And those who are peacemakers will plant seeds of peace and reap a harvest of righteousness. Are you peacemakers? Hmm. Well, it's hard because we're going to break this down. The tongue is a difficult thing to control. Hard. Hard to control that. Yep. Okay. But what it does is extremely important. Like rubbers that steer ships or bits and direct horses as their tongues do much control the shape of our lives. Our speech may have been instrumental in destroying our relationships, causing a painful downward spiral in our lives. Destructive words. God can still tame your tongue. So this is where the wisdom part comes in. Just when you thought, man, we're screwed because we have this flaming tongue Mm -hmm. from hell that ruins relationships, which it's ruined a few of my relationships. Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Friendships, relationship, whatever. This made me think about even your self-talk. Mm-hmm. What do you, are you always kind to yourself in your head? No, no, and it can ruin a relationship with yourself. I mean, our tongues do much to control and shape our lives. What comes out of here sh- paints a picture in everybody mm-hmm. else's mind about who you are. Molds and then you adapt to that. You become what you say. Mm-hmm. You become Whether you that willingly person. or not. Yeah. You talk, if you're a negative person all the time, mm-hmm. your life is going to be miserable. Exactly. Miserable. I've been that person. Mm-hmm. I still sometimes am. But and you start you start getting that perspective and you're like, this sucks. And then this sometimes you're not that person. You're an upbeat, positive person and everybody likes you. Everybody's looking at you. Everybody, but that fast, it, just, it can switch. change. That fast. Mm-hmm. And people start going, oh. So when that happens, I pray that it's because of this. And that changes for the better. And that's what it's saying, you know. God can fix that. Even when when we are unable to control destructive words, God can still tame our tongue. So when you're thinking about, and you might have already done it, you might have already hurt somebody to the core, you might have just destroyed somebody with your words. But the good news is God can still fix it if you ask him to. Mm -hmm. And it's okay to ask God to do things over and over and over again. You know what it's going to call from you, though? What he's going to ask you to do when that happens? To, to help. Humility. Yeah, exactly. Humble yourself. And that's a hard thing to do, right? When yeah. you admit when you made a mistake and you said something you shouldn't have to someone that maybe you're, you're saying those things sometimes to people that you don't like. Yeah. And then you got to go back to them and say, hey, remember when I said that? I'm sorry. They're like, yay. Well, you know what? When you, but when you humble yourself, you know, and you, that humility comes as he transforms us from the inside out. The words we speak will soon begin to reflect the changes. You go from being a jerk to being a pretty good dude. 
as long as you humble yourself before God mm-hmm. and let him take over Surrender. and tame your tongue. Mm-hmm. I ask him to do that on a daily basis, and it works. You have to. It works, but you can't just expect him to do all the work. You've got to humble yourself before Christ and say, God, I have a cesspool of filth in my mouth. And my Help brain. me clean it up. And it's not going to happen overnight, guys. He's not just You're not just going to wake up and all of a sudden you're Mr. Rogers. Mm-hmm. You've got to put in the work. You've got to be humble enough to realize that you have a problem first. You have a problem with your mouth. You're running it too much. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just need to shut it. Maybe you need to sit back and observe for a while. Maybe you need to listen because all you've been doing is talking. Mm-hmm. You Maybe you've been so much the center of attention. Maybe it's time to sit this one out on the sidelines for a little bit. Yeah. And let God work through you. And before you know it, you're doing the talking, but it's in the right direction. It's building people up. It's encouraging people. And there's no better feeling I found in my life than to see smiles on other people's faces mm-hmm. because of what I said, what I said to them, what God was yeah. speaking through me. The warmth you can put into someone's eyes. with just, When I just let the word. Holy Spirit control my mouth, it's an amazing transformation. And God will start building you up from the inside out. He will start cleaning it out. He will start cleaning that gutter. If you allow him to, he's not going to do it until you allow him to do it. He's going to continue to let you act the fool if that's the path that you're going to take until he knows that one day you're going to be on your knees. Begging. And then he's going to say, let's get to work. He's going to lift you back up and let's say, start with the, we'll start with the floors and we're going to work to the walls and we're going to clean out the pipes and we're going to do, <laughs> let's clean it up. And to clean this up, sometimes you got to clean this up. This and this and this is a mess. So you got to start. You, when you clean your house, you just don't. The whole house just doesn't become clean. You don't start room by room. The rug, man. Don't. But you got to start room by room. Start cleaning this up. This starts getting cleaner, and then this becomes cleaner. Cleaning this, everything. Everything's got to be cleaned up. If you are wise and understand God's ways, prove it by living an honorable life, doing good works with humility that comes from wisdom. You're going to learn. You're going to learn today. You're going to learn. You're going to learn today. You're going to learn from wisdom. Surround yourself with people that maybe not use that kind of language all the time. Watch that kind of stuff on TV. Yeah. Crack those kind of jokes. Have those kind of anger issues. Maybe you need to separate yourself from that for a little while. Maybe you need to go talk to somebody. Maybe you need to get some help. I don't know. Mm-hmm. God will lead you wherever you need to go if you just let him take that wheel. Jesus, take the wheel. Okay. <laughs> but, a, but if you are bitterly jealous and there is selfish ambition in your heart, don't cover up the truth with boasting and lying. Don't lie about it. And boasting is one of those Don't things be where jealous you, you embellish. You're like, jealous is a hey, disease. Man, I, I got this. I did all this. I did this. I did that. Don't I, lie. Blah, blah, Don't blah, lie blah, to blah, yourself. Blah, blah, blah. Don't cover your actions up with lies. You didn't do nothing, man. Jesus did it you better all. better just admit it. You're a filthy sinner. Don't, don't make excuses. I do this because that's the way I was raised. Stop it. 
Yeah, Jesus said, get away from your mom and dad. One day you're going to have to walk out and make your own life. <laughs> I cuss because that's all my family did. Hmm. 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 What if all your family did was eat cow poop? <laughs> well, that's what I got to do. No. Be a man. <laughs> like, or make your woman. own life or a woman, whatever it is. Like, one day you're going to leave your mom and you're going to leave your dad and you're going to leave your family and you're going to start your own family. It doesn't mean you have to imitate everything that your family did. Family values, but take good family values. Yeah. Break Cussing up a storm and saying filthy, dirty things and doing stuff. That's not a good family value. That's a family tradition. No, it's stop. <laughs> I mean, it, 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 huh, it's that kind of stuff. That there's kind of thinking that's just ridiculous. It's a family tradition. We curse at, at Thanksgiving. We're not thankful for anything. Just for, <laughs> for jealousy and selfishness are not God's kind of wisdom. Such things are earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. Do you hear that? That's intense. Boys and girls, did you hear that? Jealousy is what? Demonic. Stop it. Dude, I have, you know, I've known so many jealous people. Dude, it's easy it, to covet those it things, It looks right? satanic. It looks demonic. When people are overly jealous, especially people in relationships. Yeah, you've seen them. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. It's everything but your head spinning all the way around. Ugh. And I'm no saint, but I've never, no. I've never been, I never had a jealousy issue, but I've seen people. It's a sickness. It's a disease. It's if you're in a situation where you're going absolutely insane with jealousy, get out of that situation and get in Christ. Yeah. It's like, what, what is the root of that? What is, because is it insecure? Inse- it's yeah, insecure. No, for sure. And, and something, somebody wronged somebody. And they didn't write that wrong, which he's saying right here. And James in the first part of chapter three is if you're, if you're going to run this and you're going to hurt people with it, you better ask forgiveness and you better clean that up. Because what that leads to is another person become an insanely jealous person. It's a sickness. It's a disease caused from the pit of hell. And Satan is winning that battle. You got to get right with and say, clean it up. Get out of that relationship. Get out of that friendship. Get out of that situation that's making you act that way. Get into your Bible. Get in with Christ. Get, get out of that, help. Get out of that mindset. Get, get help. Get there. Whatever it is that you need to do to get through that, get through it. Because it will consume your life. It will destroy you. And Satan wins. He loves that. And Obviously, it's easier it's, said it's than done. I get it, guys. But it says it right here. Jealousy and selfishness are not God's kind of wisdom. Some such things are earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. Selfishness. Don't be selfish. Don't don't be selfish. And I don't think I need to define what selfish is, because we're all selfish. If you want to be honest, but it's demonic. So stop. Which which you're on you're on three fourteen. Yeah. Fifteen. You're, okay, 15. For where, where, and then all 16. For wherever there is jealousy, okay, and selfish ambition, there you will find disorder and evil of every kind. Your whole life is a train wreck if you let that stuff take over. I know it. I've seen it firsthand. 
I've probably dealt with it, not as extreme as I've seen with most people, but it is insane how it consumes your life and just takes a, the most tragic train wreck and just your whole world is consumed by selfish greed Envy. and jealousy and it just, oh, it's sickening and nobody wants to be around you. Yeah, I like this one. It says 4316. Disorder and evil of every kind. It was out of envy that Cain murdered his brother Abel. Many of the evils in this world can be traced to the spirit of envy that produces disorder. Think about that, dude. You I could know. be so jealous and envious that you murder your brother. Yeah, you know, for sure. Hey! That's what happens. That's what it's from. That's but the world, man. That is... Here's the good news. But the wisdom from above is first of all pure it is also peace loving gentle at all times and willing to yield to others that willing to yield to others is sometimes humbling yourself before others not being jealous of what they got not being selfish with what you've got Mm -hmm. but yielding to others it is full of mercy and the fruit of good deeds it shows no favoritism Mm -hmm. okay we're all on the same level playing field. Nobody's better than the other one. I think we went through that in James chapter 2, a warning against prejudice. Nobody's better than the other person. No favoritism. It's always sincere, and those who are peacemakers will plant seeds of peace and reap a harvest of righteousness. Peace. Plant seeds of peace. Don't be crazy. And guys, seriously, on, on, on a serious note, if you're struggling with, with jealousy, if you're struggling with selfishness, most people who are selfish don't realize they're selfish, but if you're jealous, you you know you're struggling with You know it because you probably admitted it a million times. Yeah. Get into your Bible. And if that's, you know, get in, get in. If, you know, I'm not just, guys are jealous too. But girls, if you're struggling with that and you're having issues and you're jealous and it's consuming you. Find a find a Christian woman that you can talk to. Mm-hmm. They might have went through the same thing. Get 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 that help, guys, fellas. Do the same thing. It's it's not easy for guys to admit when they're jealous because we're guys and we I ain't jealous nothing. But we, come on, come on, fellas. We get jealous too, and it might not be. The jealousy that girls are going through, we might not be jealous of the opposite sex or jealous of our girlfriends going out with their friends and stuff like that. It does happen, yes, but we I might be jealous that Kevin has better things than I do. I might be jealous that people have more subscribers in their YouTube channel than I do. Yeah, you're, you're envy and you're coveting, coveting what you don't have, yeah. You know, I might we be all do it. jealous I of, do. you know, somebody has a real cool ranch pickup truck and a really cool stock trailer, and I don't. I might be jealous somebody has a bigger house. You have a boat. Envious of that. I ha- yeah, but it fell off. <laughs> See, God has humbled me so many times. Oh, you think you're cool? Sorry. Sorry to bring that up. No, it's... T- I want a boat.
Yeah, sometimes that's what God has to do to you when you're acting a fool like that. You know, it's guys, I'm serious though. Humble yourself before God and he will help you. He'll get you out of all that mess. But you first first have to admit what do they say in usually recovery programs? The first step is admitting that you have a problem. Yeah, accepting your alcohol anonymous the first you know, I I'm an alcoholic. And and they're and they continue to say that even if they've been sober for years. Hey, I'm Adam, I'm an alcoholic. Admitting your problems to God, he well, first he already knows your problems. Yeah, he's just waiting for you to come to him and ask for help. Yeah, and you're gonna have to do it a lot. A lot. I'm not saying it's guys, an everyday girls, thing. It's not a one. You, you done. tell Christ you need help with your jealousy problem. That that's gonna stop tomorrow. Yep. You're gonna wake up and you're it, just gonna. Hundred and fifty percent trust your husband. He could do that, but it's not how it works. And then you need to ask yourself this: What what is it? You you know? Do you how? What is the legitimate reasons you're jealous of what it is? You know, and and ladies, that might be that you have a good reason to be jealous of your man, and maybe you just need to talk to him. But if it's not gonna, if he's not gonna help you get through that and stop doing what he's doing, that's doing it, then you need to you need help. But if you're just being jealous because that's just your nature, then because you need to really get right with God. things have happened in the past. That's a thing, too. Yeah, you, not everybody is responsible for your past. Yeah. And that's a hard. You can't blame everybody. And I'm not just it's hard beating to up on you stuff. ladies. I mean, guys, let it go. Let it go. And and one thing we're supposed to do is is there's a big word that we're supposed to do when somebody, you know, you. Yeah. Forgive. Forgiveness is more than saying sorry. For- forgiveness is more than saying sorry. Forgive. That's scary. It sounds weird. Hey, I'm not. No. There you go. Forgiveness is more than saying sorry. That's on a movie. Uh, what movie is it? Uh, yes, friends. Uh, chick flick. Rom com. Chick flick. That's a chick flick. I like him. I like him. It's <laughs> alright, man. I, I like are him too. T- are you jealous? I like the notebook. Yeah, you're jealous. Seen the notebook. Tim. Took my man card away when I admitted to watching the notebook. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. Mm-hmm. Gotta get in touch with the feminine side. You can't just be a robot about everything. You must find the all-spark. Good talk. Good talk. So, 
com o Gonk. Não, vou dar Taylor Dance. What did you say about homework? Homework. Okay, now it's time to get serious. I'm sorry. Okay? This is, we're gonna be real now. Okay? Okay. You ready? Yeah. You sure? I sound like the teenage version Stop. of my <laughs> I sound like a woman. You're yes, a teenager? teenager? Yeah, you do. Really? Uh, that's about enough. We gotta control that tone. <laughs> gotta control that tone. Yeah. That's our homework for this week. Hey, I put it out there on the last podcast, guys, that um, you guys seem to like us going through the Bible, so you're wearing yellow socks, dude. Uh-huh. Don't, 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 don't like that. <laughs> oh. You have flexibility. Time stamp that. Um, These are actually neon socks. Yeah. Hey, uh, our inbox is still empty at www. Or wait, no, sorry. Both of them. www.streetsmartchristiannumber1.com. We have a thing to join the street squad. Apparently, nobody wants to be on. Well, there's a couple. There's some in there. Yeah. But um, our inbox at uh, streetsmartchristian at gmail.com. Cobweb. Big old goose egg. Yeah, use that. Uh, I know you guys can message, too, on Facebook. Thank you, Meredith. Thank you, everybody who messages on Facebook. I don't think uh, people email nowadays, Adam. Yeah, we do. Like on the business world, yeah. Okay, well, that's because you text. In the personal world? Send us a message. What do you guys want to talk about? What do you guys want to go over in the Bible? We're going to continue to go on this road. Um, And maybe you guys like that, and that's fine. We'll continue to do that because it's... You know, we're hitting a lot of... Dallas. Stuff. Dallas, what you want? I thought you said Dallas. Dallas, what you want? <laughs> um, Is Dallas, Texas out there? Shout out to Dallas, Texas, man. No, I didn't see any. Uh, we got some from the UK. United Kingdom. One. And then... Uh, I, and I don't know if that's listening. Well, Shout I out to the UK, remember. Yeah, man. I think it was on YouTube. And then there was another country, sorry, from... Mainly Colorado Springs. That's our biggest. What's the other country? I don't know. I'll look here in a second. But um, if we're going to keep going through, let me see. So, yeah, we'll go through James chapter 4 next week. And that's going to be draw. It's drawing, drawing close to God. And a warning against judging others is in chapter 4. So that'd be a good one. And then chapter 5 is uh, a warning to the rich. The power of prayer, and that'll be the whole. We went through the whole book of James. See, so it's the first time in Street Smart Christian history that we're going to go through an entire book. We went through Timothy in the beginning. Not the entire book, didn't we? No, not the entire book. Just some Titus. It was Titus. Yeah, but Titus is a chapter. I think we went through that whole thing. Three chapters, but we're going through the whole book of James and it's pretty fitting for what we're going through right now but guys hit us up with some questions some things we need to we maybe missed we're not perfect here um we're just a couple knuckleheads up here reading the bible hit us up questions um prayer requests you maybe you want to come join us come join us um i need a third mic different things i mean what do you think of our 
thing you know what do, what do we need to do what do we need to do um let us know if you're happy with it if you're not happy with it if you listen to five minutes and you're like that was dumb i didn't want to listen no more let us know i do know when some people are listening and they remind me that i spelled something wrong you thank you yeah wrong. i did on the melanie show what did you spell uh i i think i spelled our street smart something i spelled it wrong missed a letter somebody sent me a message and we're like hey it was already out on youtube at that point so. <laughs> uh, appreciate that though that's the kind of feedback i'm looking for but uh subscribe and like it also share it share it yeah share it because when you guys don't share it it makes me feel like uh, Get you're embarrassed about it, it. Yes. share it it's meredith nice. shares it to people in arizona though and she shared the post I put out there that I said new podcast coming out today. So she's she shared that, so that her friends knew that the podcast was coming out. But I need you to tell your friends to hit that like button, or I'm gonna come to Arizona. I'm gonna let the air out of all the tires. It's a lot of tires, dude. Well, I don't know how many people in Arizona. Are yeah, you're gonna have to let out all the air and all the tires. I don't think the entire state is listening, but let me see if I can pull that up real quick, guys, but go to our website. Let us know what you think of that. Is it user friendly? I did that all myself, so it might not, you know, tell me. I didn't really like it because I can't navigate it good enough or whatever. Uh, I've been, there's a blog on there and I've been trying to do the blog, keeping up with that, which is just stuff for you guys to read. So, go on there. Let me know what you think of that. Yeah, yeah. It's got our schedule for the youth group on there. Um, when we get closer to nicer weather, we'll have a few more events like we did last year. But now we have a little street squad to help us next year go out there SSC. and pass out Bibles. Um, I started another page on Facebook, the group. And that what that group does is allow the followers of that group to post content with that group too. I think it goes to me first and then I can approve it. No, it's a group within a group. So you got the street smart Christian Facebook page and then I got the street squad group. Mm. So you come to street smart Christian, you, you like and follow that and you can become a part of a group. And in that group, you don't have to be an administrator. Like we have administrator to our Facebook page to the group you can say man I want everybody in the street squad to see this bible verse will you share it it alerts me I say it's not uh, the book of Mormon and then I allow it to go out for our street squad to see so and that gained a lot of traction like I can't seem to get anybody on the Facebook page but I started a group and I had 17 in the first 10 minutes really Nice. So, but guys, that means you can share stuff that group. Nobody has yet, and I just shared stuff on there. Um, but you guys can share to that street squad group. That is kind of your official initiation and in being in the street squad. I opened it up a little easier instead of going to our website and putting your email address or your name in there and becoming a part of the street squad. I will post events and stuff like that in the group as well as the Facebook page, 
we're on, we have Instagram. I've been being a lot more active on Instagram. Street Smart Christian on Instagram. Um, I know I haven't, I've been, so I know a lot of you probably thought I was having a stroke last week when I put it on there, but my editing service now provides a thing where it puts highlights. So it's a one minute video of the whole hour that we did. It's kind of like you see on YouTube and I posted it on Instagram. I posted it on TikTok. I posted it on, um, Twitter. And so, but it was like me talking and then cut to another scene and cut to another scene that people were like, you are the worst editor in the world. Like none of that made any sense. That's a highlight reel. So I need, I'm going to start tagging it as a highlight reel and I will put that out on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, things like that, that will draw more people in, but you'll be able to get our videos on YouTube, the website and on Facebook. Um, it is important to go to our, this one. Yeah. So, yeah, and it's just, it cut to, cut to, cut to, cut to. We're going to go through Peter, Second Peter, chapter 2. I believe that is a warning against false teachers. Be under the guidance of a false See, teacher. See, and then it, it be under the guidance of a false teacher. I was like. I mean, they just, they love it. They but love you it get the gist of it. So, but, you know, I left it alone. Wait, let's see it on when we do this one. I will. It, it'll it'll break down the highlights. So if, to see the highlight reels, TikTok only allows you, I think, 15 minutes. So I put that on TikTok. So then people on TikTok can go and find, the, well, what the heck did he just said? Be under the guidance of a false teacher. What is he talking about? Well, they got to go to YouTube. They got to go to Facebook or whatever. They're going to watch a video. So these are highlight reels. After I edited everything and it upload or it um, compresses everything and exports it, it also exports a highlight. Hmm. So I will put the highlight because I'm How still does it figuring out. The highlight? I don't. It just it just picks random stuff. It's just its own brain. I don't do it. It just does it. Hmm. So I put that on Instagram because Instagram is like you you can put reels, but sometimes it's like oh it's too long, so it needs to be on so. For now, on Instagram, you'll get our scripture reading, scripture verses, pictures. And these highlights, too. And highlights. And then when you see that highlight, you can go to YouTube if you don't have a Facebook. A lot of people, my friends on Instagram, are like, I'm on Instagram. I don't do Facebook. It's always going to be on YouTube, and everybody goes to YouTube. So um, Street Smart Christian also has a Twitter. I know a lot of people don't deal with Twitter right now. I've had it for a while and just forgot but I turned it into a strictly street smart Christian page. We follow truth for life with Alistair Begg. We follow grace to you with John MacArthur. We follow all that kind of stuff. So you could follow us on Twitter if you want. And then we're just, I'm just putting daily thoughts and, and scripture on there. Um, when you go to our website and you don't have social media, you, it'll take you to the link or you can just listen to it on our website. I upload every week to the website. Spotify, you can go on Spotify and listen to it. Podcast, Spotify. Apple Podcasts, you can go to Apple Podcasts and get it. Um, you can go to, uh, on your Alexa, Amazon, you can ask Alexa, play me Street Smart Christian Podcast, and it'll play you the Street Smart Christian latest episode. Or it'll ask you which ones you want to go to. 
your Amazon, if you have an Amazon Prime account, you can listen to it on Amazon Prime. So it's everywhere. It's literally everywhere. I don't get, I haven't looked at the analytics really on, I don't know how to navigate that right now on those, but um, we're also, enough of it's going out that it offered me another thing when I went and went to our RSS feed to put it out there. It says, hey, here's some potential um, sponsors that might want to, and it sends me different ones. Some of them are like some crazy water thing or insurance company or something like that. Did you do them? Uh, I put, I got to come up with a business plan. I got to come up with a reason why they want to be featured on here. And then they'll, and then I set a price, what it's going to cost per episode. And then uh, they can do that. So we're, we're looking into some things and growing and we're not looking at it to get rich. We're not looking at it to do everything. We're looking at it to upgrade our thing the here ministry. to provide a better service to you guys. And then the money will go to uh, ministry things with our youth group. Um, doing things kids, this summer. Some, yeah. So check us out on all those platforms. Check us out. Go to our website. Go to our Facebook. Go to our Twitter. Go to our TikTok. Whatever it is. Whatever you guys do. And um, the more followers we get, the more content I can put out there. Share it with your friends, family, mom, dad, brothers, sisters. Cousin. Yep. Your dog. Yeah. Make up another Facebook account and then like some smart bitches. Yeah. Follow them. We're at 159 followers on Facebook. I would like to hit that 160 mark. One person. We have a big so number on Instagram. 30 something. Nine. 39. Hey, let's hit 40. Yep. have 12 on if anyone can do it we have 13 i think on youtube anyone subscribers anyone can let's enhance that yeah good lord yep so let's do it guys we love you we'll get out of your hair until next week tell them about it Lord, we thank you for this day, this opportunity that you have given us to, to come together and just talk about your word, Lord, and learn what you have for us. We, we thank you and we, we pray that you are, help us reflect you in everything we do. Help us to not use these tongues for evil, but for good, Lord. Help us to, to be encouraging to others and, and, and just and uplifting, Lord, all, by, all for your grace. Lord, we ask your forgiveness for any mistakes that we have made in the past, present, and in the future. Lord, we just we pray that you help us identify those things and to uh, to do better. Uh, all for you, Lord. We praise you. We thank you. We hope that you help us get through the rest of this week, and that you you put your hand on anybody that's sick and and trying to heal because it, it's been going around, Lord. And we just pray that you you just help every anybody and everybody going through something right now, Lord. And if they are. Um, reach out to them and just and and let them know that you're there in jesus name we pray amen be about it yeah